Coming up on 5-Minute News. Muslims begin marking a subdued Ramadan under virus closures. US states build stockpiles of unproven malaria drug. And 16 killed in ambush at DRC Gorilla Park. It's Saturday, April 25. I'm Anthony Davis. Muslims worldwide began Ramadan yesterday with dawn-to-dusk fasting, but many will have to forego the communal prayers and family gatherings that make the holy month special as authorities maintain lockdowns aimed at slowing the coronavirus pandemic. Ramadan is usually a festive season with the day-long fast followed by lavish meals and evening get-togethers. But this year, many are confined to their homes, travel is heavily restricted, and public venues like parks, malls and even mosques are shuttered. Jakarta is the epicentre of the outbreak in Indonesia, which has reported more than 8,200 infections and 689 deaths. Mosques in Indonesia's deeply conservative Aceh province were packed, however, after its top clerical body ruled that it is not a red zone area and that prayers could continue. The province is governed by Islamic law under an autonomy agreement. Muslim-majority countries began imposing widespread restrictions mid-March, with many cancelling Friday prayers and shuttering holy sites. Saudi Arabia has largely locked down Mecca and Medina and halted the year-round Umrah pilgrimage. The Saudi-led coalition said it would extend a unilateral ceasefire with Yemen's Iran-aligned Houthi rebels through Ramadan. Fighting has continued, with each side blaming the other. A Houthi military spokesman accused the coalition of several violations yesterday, including 35 airstrikes, mostly on the strategic central province of Marib. In Pakistan, Prime Minister Imran Khan has bowed to pressure from the country's powerful clerical establishment and allowed mosques to remain open, even as the number of new cases has recently doubled. Some clerics have ordered their followers to pack into mosques, saying their faith will protect them. State and local governments across the United States have obtained more than 30 million doses of a malaria drug touted by Donald Trump to treat patients with the coronavirus, despite warnings from doctors that more research is needed. At least 22 states and Washington, D.C. secured shipments of the drug hydroxychloroquine, according to information compiled from state and federal officials. But health experts worry that having the drug easily available at a time of heightened public fear could make it easier to misuse. The US Food and Drug Administration warned doctors against prescribing the drug yesterday because of reports of serious side effects, including dangerous irregular heart rhythms and death among some patients. It's the latest admonition against hydroxychloroquine that Trump mentioned 17 times in various public appearances, touting its potential despite his own health advisers telling him it is unproven. Oklahoma spent $2 million to buy the drugs and Utah and Ohio have spent hundreds of thousands on purchases. The rest of the cities and states received free shipments from drug companies or the US government over the last month.
The Federal Emergency Management Agency has sent 19 million doses of hydroxychloroquine to 14 cities, including Washington, D.C., Philadelphia and Baltimore, from the federal government's national stockpile. If Trump hadn't amplified the early and inappropriate enthusiasm for the drug, I doubt if the states would have even been aware of it, said Dr. Kenneth Klein, a consultant from outside of Seattle who has spent the last three decades working for drug companies to design and evaluate their clinical trials. The leader of the most prominent group in the US peddling potentially lethal industrial bleach as a miracle cure for coronavirus wrote to Donald Trump at the White House this week. In his letter, Mark Grennan told Trump that chlorine dioxide, a powerful bleach used in industrial processes that can have fatal side effects when drunk, is a wonderful detox that can kill 99% of the pathogens in the body. He added that it can rid the body of COVID-19. A few days later, Trump went on national TV at his daily coronavirus briefing and promoted the idea that disinfectant could be used as a treatment for the virus. Suspected Hutu militiamen have killed 16 people, including 12 rangers, in the Virunga National Park, a Democratic Republic of the Congo government official has said, in the deadliest attack in the park's recent history. The park in eastern DRC, home to critically endangered mountain gorillas, as well as hundreds of other rare species, has faced repeated incursions and attacks by local armed groups. About 60 fighters from the Democratic Forces for the Liberation of Rwanda, a Hutu rebel group, ambushed a convoy of civilians that were being protected by 15 rangers, said the director of the Congolese Institute for Nature Conservation. The park has been repeatedly hit by violence. It was shut to tourists for eight months in 2018 after a series of attacks on staff, but reopened after a thorough review of security precautions and reinforcement of the 700 rangers deployed to keep animals and visitors safe. Initiatives have focused on nearby communities with microloans and hydroelectric power projects to boost the local economy. All visits to Virunga were suspended last month to protect the gorillas from infection by the coronavirus. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news. Daily. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.